And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. We here. We back. Hello and welcome to a pre-camp edition of a fully stocked Warriors Plus Minus. I should have really let Marcus Thompson intro it because you're typically introing it, but you're back. That's the, the, the big news of, of the day is Marcus Thompson is back. How are you? I'm not all the way back. I'm just here. I'm, I'll be fully, fully back when camp is back, but I'm, I'm so not ready for this right now. Like, <laughs> I feel like we just left Boston. We did just leave Boston. Um, this is their life. This is the they, they got away from this life for two years, kind of, and then the pandemic mixed in, just throttled everybody's brains. But I, they to me feel somewhat refreshed. I don't know about. You. I mean, I, obviously, we only talk. We talked to Steve Kerr and, and Bob Myers today in press conference form. Walking, right? Bob's that walking. he's not limping around. Steve has took a European tour, and I think he feels. Fresh, I a think. European yeah. tour that stopped in Santa Clara. <laughs> oh yeah, Santa Clara yesterday we to uh, to intervene with the Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch quarterback discussion, uh, and yeah, they seem fine. We'll see. Uh, I, it is weird. Uh, it's weird for me, who's someone who covers football. Uh, I am going to Denver this weekend to cover a football game while training camp starts for the NBA. That's just completely. It's never happened before. It's hard for me to deal with. I will miss media day. I don't really care that I miss media day, but it's something I've done. Every year for, what now, 20 years? I can't even imagine. I've never missed a Warriors media day since I've been up here, and I'm missing this one because I'm covering the sec- the third week of the season. It's just bizarre. Uh, but, hey, we'll deal with it, and uh, we got a good spot out here. Tell them where we are, Slater. We are, I believe it's called Sky Bar and Chase Center, where they did the press conferences today. We have taken the little outside patio overlooking. What ship is that in San Francisco right there? Do you, yeah, it's, do you, nice one. It's, a, it's one that's always there. I forget USS which one. Something. Yeah. USS something, as Marcus yeah, tells the us. one you always see outside the you know, right, right field foul line at Oracle Park with the Giants. John Miller talks about it. We're right over the bay. Very nice view of everything. Uh, sun is out. This is not terrible. It's a good place to do a podcast. Marcus Thompson, your largest takeaway from the Steve Kerr, Bob Myers pre-training camp availability was? There might there might be one extension. <laughs> Over under 0.5 <laughs> extension. I'm going with the one. I'm going with the one. Uh, no, which one, though? Jordan Poole really? is the okay. one I'm going with. Because he's got the deadline. You think that's he's the only one? the deadline. You know what and else? Now you could probably get him at a – he kept saying we want him at a number – that we like. So that feels like the most reasonable one that they could get at a number they like. I thought it was notable that he said, we are meeting with his representatives when we get from Japan. Like, that's happening. It's the first serious negotiation. Uh, you know, Bob 
you know, pretty transparent. But to, for him to say that, I think, you know, they they pretty much know that that's going to be a very important time. Maybe maybe pulls throws out a huge number. Maybe the Warriors come in low. I don't know, but I think we will know something pretty well by that. You know, after they have that meeting, however long it takes. And you know, I th- you know, I'd, I'd be on the uh, the other. I don't, uh, and I've gone back and forth on this because of talking to them and hearing other things. But I would say Wiggins might be in there too. Like you know, if, if they can get Wiggins at a good number, they're going to get Wiggins at a good number, and they're not going to hesitate on that one. Uh, Draymond, might, that might be a little tougher. Uh, I would say, or kind of rank them in that order of likelihood in my mind. Yeah, I mean the thing with Poole. Uh... As you're talking about, you know, you're looking towards an exploding cap down the line uh, and and they're making decisions based on the next five, six years. Well, Jordan Poole's the 20, what is he now, 23-year-old who can grow into a deal where you could theoretically get Jordan Poole to a number now that'll look, man, that's a bargain down the line. Where is there a big number where Draymond Green or Andrew Wiggins is going to look like a bargain down the line? They're, they're kind of fully formed players. Well, if... if- if Andrew takes a pay cut, right, that, that could look pretty good. And I think they're not giving him, in my mind, I don't think they're giving him a raise of, of, above 34. So that one, you know, he's 30, 26. Like, he's still young. I mean, that one could be you, just you, kind of a good deal. You, yeah, you know what I would say I think is the difference between Poole's situation and the other two? Poole could explode this year and earn himself a max to the point that you would be sitting there going, man, if we had assigned him last summer, we could have got him at a little bit more of a discount than now. Whereas Draymond (laughs) Draymond is not going to explode himself into the 40 million range this year. I mean, Wiggins, like you're saying, yeah, we're probably talking somewhere in this like 27 towards 37 range at the high end. You know, maybe how he plays this season will fluctuate that a little bit, but Poole is the one that you might go, who you might... The most volatile. Yeah. Most volatile, yeah. no question. And, yeah. and it would be not terrible to get him at a number that's fixed before it possibly goes skyrocket. And that's the, that's the negotiation. That's the deal. Uh, I would also point out, just probably given the question I asked Myers and what I'm thinking, I've heard, and I might write this eventually, is... They could sign some guys and know that they could trade them. You know, I mean, pool you can't right away because he's going to be base year, all the weird stuff. But like, there's not just those guys. There's other guys on the roster. They're not frozen on the number. That number is not frozen. The salary number, even if they extend two of these guys, even if they extend three of these guys, they're not frozen with this roster. Then some of these guys can get moved. Uh, to try to make the numbers correct, I'm not going to say that's absolutely happening. I'm just saying as we look. At at this huge luxury tax thing that we all know is coming in a year because that's when the pool number would go up. I don't think these things that they're dealing with right now are exactly what they need to be dealing with in a year. There's some flexibility there just in terms of contracts you can get off of. They've done it in the past. And Myers referenced one that we all know is it goes to 2016 that they, they could do some deals and just move off of them and, and, and get enough space to sign Kevin Durant in 2016. That did happen. Am I, am I wrong in thinking he was talking about HB? Talk about him. Well, off the, theoretically, I don't know this for a fact. I don't. Not that I have since followed up. Yes, it's Harrison Barnes. Like, it's Harrison like Barnes. who had could have got an extension and, and left. then then got an max. Yeah, that that's what was to tell. As Barnes, they offered a certain number. Uh, then he got a max. So what Myers' reference is theoretically is that if they got him for if they could have extended him from less than the max, even if it took away dollars from what they could have offered to Durant, somebody was willing to pay him twenty eight. So if you get him for less than 28, you can trade him because he's on a deal that's tradable and then still have the money that, available to pay for Durant. We don't need to go too much down that line, down that line, but that would have been kind of tough maneuvering to, to get Dallas to take him in the time that it would have 
matter so you can still have the money to he, uh, and you, he's saying you can do it that fast like yeah, yeah if you have a valuable player on a good what he i guess the, the the main thing is if you have a good player on a good contract you can, you can always move them you can always move them. yeah i think that and they've the done point. it and they've done it maybe i should write this before <laughs> this is pretty interesting stuff uh, i'll wait i'll wait i got four narrow stuff to do yeah um you know he kind of deflected my question about like could if you don't sign these guys or if you sign one and don't sign two if you sign two and don't sign one uh could this create an issue this season and like understandably like i don't expect him to be like yeah i think they might go crazy about it but what i mean we'll probably know more on media day with how all three of them answer these questions and how but, steph and i think steph's going to be an interesting barometer like if he says geez why isn't draymond getting the deal here that will be pretty interesting i don't know that he will that doesn't not his tendency but i think steph's gonna be an interesting read too I mean, we're really talking about Draymond, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who can imagine him being? Well, I mean, yes, obviously, he's, like, you know, candidate number one in this. But, like, Jordan Poole, like, I'm not saying it's going to be a DeAndre Ayton situation. But, like, you know, Jordan Poole's situation, if it doesn't get solved like he wants, like, will be interesting. And then Andrew Wiggins. Now, we all don't expect him to come out and some have, have some crazy quote about it. But well, let's he say he, yeah. no, he was the he star of last year's media day, yeah, right? He yeah, man. he was the like, star. Yeah, I'm a champion. I'm going to say what I want to say. <laughs> hey, he's right. He was the star of last year's media day. Remember that? Woo. Um, but, you know, let's say Andrew Wiggins doesn't sign one and then Andrew Wiggins, like, has kind of a quiet opening month. That'll be a story. Like, that. we'll be writing about that. And I'm just – Again, it's it's not something Bob was going to detail today, but I'm just that, that I'm very curious about that. I wonder if what happens with these extensions, how that impacts, you know, Andre Iguodala returning. It's like, hey man, we're not giving any of these dudes extensions. We kind of need you here, <laughs> like c- come back, down, down, Andre, come back. We're not especially like if you don't give Jordan Poole extensions. It's like, hey man, we we, we kind of need you here. I'd be curious if the. If the full if the full court press is on for Andre to come back, if this thing doesn't map out, I agree. I mean, I understand that that's an interesting factor. He's but they want him back for James Wiseman, Jonathan Mig. <laughs> like those are the two guys. I think Jordan they in that too. Though. Jordan Poole, Paul, yeah, Jordan Poole. Sure, you're right. You're right. You're right. But Jordan Poole now they're putting they're trying to you know forcefully put Jordan Poole in that championship proven category. The foundation, yeah, yeah. But, but you're right. He is still part of that young group. I, I, I just, just talking to the people we've talked to. Like, do you think like Andre might let them down a little if he doesn't come back? Like, it feels like they're and you can't say they're counting on him because if you say something that Andre's going to do, he's going to do the opposite. But does it feel to you guys like they're almost counting on Andre coming back? Andre Iguodala, in my opinion, would not be coming into the facility, meeting with Rick Celebrini, and, and showing his face around all these guys to go, "Bye, guys, peace. I'm good." On- September 21st. I think, like, if he's not coming back, it's because of other moves he's doing that's more significant than this. And how can he do that if he's not working on them? You know what I'm saying? You kind of got to say, I'm out to go work on the moves. I mean, I I do feel like I do feel like he just he's wants to say it on his own terms. But I mean, a big part of this, and Bob talked about it, is. Uh, he he it's a hard thing to look at Steph in the face <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's hard and so you know that that's their guy so at some point you don't point, think it's hard looking at Rick Celebrini in the face was that it's easier than nah, Steph I don't think that's difficult at all actually <laughs> well and also the other thing and like you know, Bobby even like mentioned this specifically but if he's like you know I don't really want to make the Tokyo trip and I know we've talked about <laughs> I it I but feel like doing yeah, preseason I remember it was uh gosh I was I think I was watching the 
Tom Brady uh, documentary thing he did, and they were talking about Michael Strahan. Like, it was Michael Strahan's last year, and Michael Strahan didn't go to camp. He, had, like, held out. He was thinking about retiring, and then he did come back, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. That's why it was a big deal. But he was like – I always knew I was coming back. I just really didn't want to do two days, you know, essentially. And I'm not saying Andre's doing that, but it just, to me, all signs continue to point to, like, it's happening. He seems to be coming back. What I'm more curious about is, does he come back and knowing, like, I'm kind of shifting more and more towards the Udon's Haslam role? Or is it the messaging? Remember last year he came in, he's like, I am coming to play. I am a player. I'm sure he'll still say that, but I'm just, I wonder how he's really looking. I think he's a little less of that. I remember last year they're like, oh, yeah, Andre can play. He he produced. Yeah, yeah, he played in the finals the year before, right? He was important. Uh, Like these are, or two years before, whatever it was. He had that weird, yeah, he had the weird year where he didn't really play. But um, I, I just think that, it's a little less than that. We're not hearing that so much. I, I think 32 games of being healthy last year and, what, two playoff games, what, it was four playoff games, I, I think they've got to be realistic. It's just not happening physically for him. I think he wants to know that he can at least give them, you know, as many games as he gave him last year, maybe a little bit more. But they, they're not going, man, this guy's we're going to plug right in. He's going to be – when we're playing Phoenix, he's got Devin Booker, and this is going to no, – that, that, those days of even saying it are over. But I do think they're, they're pretty much feeling like he's coming back. I think they feel that. Uh, and, again, he might change his mind. He might have not be as much as they think he is. But I think the, my sense is they wouldn't be talking like this at this point of the season – the tone of it is that Andre is coming back, and I think, and, and they're very, very happy about that if it's true. They also have clearly left, uh, like they they put the training camp roster out today. He's not on it, yeah. but there's not somebody else on it instead of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's clear, like there's a empty spot that if they were getting the sense he wasn't going to fill, they, they would have like Rondé Hollis Jefferson yeah. or so, you know something like that. Even if it's like a temporary Andre, yeah. you, Andre, you say you coming back, we gonna get rid of this guy, but they. Yeah, I think they know. Ben uh, McLemore didn't make the roster, right? I mean, like, they, yeah, this is... That could have been because of Ben McLemore, though. <laughs> but it's nobody. Yeah, That's it the is, thing. Yeah. It's it's not a human at yeah, this yeah. point. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think they probably do know. But, you know, we all got to wait for the Point Forward podcast, apparently. And yeah, when's that next drop? Friday, oh, yeah. Friday, yeah, but oh, yeah. season two begins. Uh, yeah. The end of season one. And, I'm, I'm again, this is not an Andre... I'm not putting this Andre, but is is that podcast better if he's on the Warriors this season or if he's off the Warriors this season? Yeah, I don't think that's the, any question, right? <laughs> like, I mean, like he was doing during the playoffs, he's doing live rooms with like right after the postseason, like with like Jordan Poole in yeah, Boston yeah, hotel exactly, rooms yeah. and so, stuff. I yeah. mean, and not that that's why he's doing it, but it's, it's definitely a, a perk, right? It's, and, you it's, know, like if. If you if you know anything about Andre, he's probably negotiating that, right? He's probably like, look, I'm coming back, but Steph, I need two episodes from you. Draymond, I need like, Clay, I need one from you. Like, you, I mean, Andre is you know he's a businessman. <laughs> it's broke down over how many appearances a Draymond will make on the on point out the particulars. <laughs> um, beyond that, today I think you know this. It wasn't. Um, Big news, but it's notable news that, like, just there's no pre-camp injury notes. You know, you're seeing it across the league right now. Like, you know, Thunder was just like, hey, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is out for, like, six weeks or whatever it is with the M- MCL. Robert Williams has to get surgery. and Just a lot of stuff is just trickles out this time of year around the league where you're like, you know, I remember uh, remember when they got Willie Cauley-Stein. It was like starting center, Willie Cauley-Stein. We get to media day, and it was like 
why is Willie Collie Stein in a boot right now? And remember Willie Collie Stein. Still might happen. Still might happen. Who knows? Uh, you're right. I mean, I think Ball. You asked about Ball and Rollins, and they've been cleared. I guess Rollins just started scrimmaging. Um, that's big. Like you know, these guys who did not play in summer league had had minor injuries. Just kind of want to see what I really want to see. What does what Baldwin look like on the basketball court? And you're going to be making some trips to Santa Cruz. Yeah, if that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not going to be. I'm not going to say it. You say Ron Adams and I will be driving down there. Apparently, yeah, Baldwin is Ron Adams. I did not know that. And. That's a pretty good sign. Like it's it's if a guy, especially a big guy, is somebody that Ron Adams likes. I, I, from the beginning, when I heard that Adams loved Wiggins, I go, I'm going to give him a leeway. If Adams likes Wiggins, that means he plays defense. And I don't know if this means for sure that Baldwin plays defense, but usually that's the tip off. If Adams likes a guy, he plays defense. And if you play defense and you're skilled, you're going to be playing in the NBA. So so we'll see. Uh, I did not know that, and so Kerr uh, tipped that one off. Very interesting. Yeah, oh, was that Myers? I can't remember. It was Myers. Myers okay. um, but you know, I, among it's going to be good. It's good for Baldwin just that he's obviously able to play. Same with Rollins, who could have like a third point guard type role. But I mean, the big one is obviously Wiseman coming in, and 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 you know they're they're kind of hyping what James Wiseman's last month, month and a half have been, which is Man, they always do this. They they're, they're hyping James Wiseman. They say they're not going to, and then they do it. But you know he's James Wiseman. Like I'm sure that seven foot one running up and down the court is pretty interesting. So they have to say it. And and Myers did say like, hey, he's the only one who's played in every single pickup game at Chase Center. Again, it could feel like a little thing, but for him, it's a big thing. He showed up every single time. Well, and he even said it. There's been no swelling. That's derailed all of last season. I mean, I know it came out in a mysterious way to a lot of the fan base and, you know, kind of had to uncover the, the yeah, who, arthroscopic who, who, who surgery let, and all who that. Who the fan base know about that, by the way? Who, who uncovered that? But, but the general problem, as we all know but by this point, it just kept swelling up. And what they're saying now is, like, he's playing every single day and it is not swelling up, and that gives him confidence in the knee. Okay, he gets confidence in the knee. Then you can kind of go out there and be like, let's stop. Nobody's thinking about the knee. We're thinking about how you get better as a basketball player today. This is a absolutely vital training camp for him coming up. We all are under the understanding it's exceedingly likely they're going to pick up the fourth-year player Although, option. You know, but they're, not, they're not like slam dunking that one. I mean, I'm sure they will to maintain the value, but I think there was some thought that you don't. But when you start talking about deals that could be moved, and Slater, you've been the first one who's kind of mentioning this, and I'm an ah, nah, nah, nah. They pick up the, the fourth-year option. What is it going to be, $10 million or 12.1 million. Yeah. They're going to be able to move that. That's a big money to come off of. But if they attach something else or even somebody loved James Wiseman, someone is going to be oh. – there aren't going to be many teams saying, oh, hell no on that one. So, like – like, I could name the, 10 right now. Yeah. You're just, like, a rebuilding team. Like, exactly. you're the Pacers. Like, yeah, Get a free sure. look at James Wiseman? Absolutely. So, like, that's what I'm saying is when we start looking at the way this roster is formulated, looking at a year from now when that pool contract ex- explodes – and that the penalty would be massive. We start looking at how they might trim it down or options they have to trim it down. I'll put it that way. Wiseman's fourth year is going to be part of that conversation. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. 
When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. So much of the answers to these questions like come from seeing him on the court. He's getting on the court now. So uh, to me, I mean, to, like he remains, and we've been saying this for years, but he remains storyline number one to me in camp. I don't know. I mean, where are you at on it? Yeah, I'm more on Kaminga. Like, <laughs> I feel like he's got a little bit of a taste, so now there's another level. I think Wiseman – He's basically a rookie, right? So, to me, I'm I'm looking at Kaminga, you know, and Moody too. But they they've made some bets, like he said. Like there were some players they could have got, but they said, "Hey, why overpay? Let's just ride with these youngsters." And I mean, that was that was pretty startling to me for Bob Myers to say, "I don't think we can get what we got this year, what we got from the minimums yeah. last year, right?" So. They're kind of banking on the guys who are making some money to produce. I feel like. In order for them to be good, how are they replacing Otto Porter, Gary Payton second, and that's that's Kaminga and that's Moody. It's, it's, it's a little Divincenzo, yeah. Jermichael Green, but yeah, honestly, yeah, those yeah. are downgrades. You know what I mean? So, and you don't know if they're going to stay healthy. Uh, and you know, you, if if the Divincenzo and Jermichael Green fills that role this year, then that that means Moody and Kaminga are a disappointment. Uh, Divincenzo, I think, is going to play no matter what. Because you need that other guard, uh, wing player. But, yeah, if Jermichael Green is a major part of this, I would think Kaminga is losing some minutes there. I think that's Kaminga's role. Whose minutes is Divincenzo taking? Gary Payton's second. Whose minutes was Gary Payton's second? Whose minutes was he taking? Moody. Moody. (laughs) But Moody's a bigger – I see what you're saying, but I think DiVincenzo is going to play. And and, and plus the veterans are taking a lot of time off. Well, that's the thing. I think sometimes because of just how the brains work, like we're coming off the playoffs, we're like, you know, the rotation is tight, it's compact. We're getting back to the regular season basketball. Like there's going to be Moses Moody, DiVincenzo, like starting uh, lineups in San Antonio. Moody's going to start games. And – uh, you know, I don't know that Kaminga will start games. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Kaminga probably started eight in the last yeah, regular season. Yeah. They have – it's a regular season in the NBA. I would see – is Draymond going to play more than 40 games? <laughs> would 40? He, I mean, like, no, he does have to. I'm saying he did not last season. No. And, I mean, he will yeah. unless there's a, a, an injury like yeah, last season. Who saw last season's injury coming? You know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I think – you know, I think Looney that ain't playing eighty-two. No, I, I should ask her that. It's like, are you actually going to try to do that again? Um, probably, you guys should ask Looney at the at the media day. But 
Well, uh, I mean, Kerr's talking Saturday. I think Looney's talking Saturday. Yeah, Looney's the, there's going to be plenty of Steve Kerr press conferences yes, in your future, yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> well, not for me on Saturday and Sunday. Um, if Draymond does not sign the extension, it's probably you know better bet that he doesn't get an extension than he does. I'm going to be very curious to see. You right, talked about the motivation. Is he going to play? I think they want to see him. I'll just put it this way. I don't have it from anybody, but they really wanted to see more see him play regular season games. Uh, last season was not something they want to see replicated. Just somebody out there, you know, you don't have to play 70 games, but play 60, play 65. What's, uh, Steph's probably averaging about 60 the last four seasons. Do that, not take half the season off. Or, you know, there were reasons for it. I'm not saying there weren't, but I think at this stage of his career – in their minds, Ramon will prove that he's worth every single dollar of a large extension, in part if he's playing a lot of games this season. Yeah, but it's not a it's not a large extension. That that's wild. You need Draymond in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> like play forty games and then can he play do that? All How many playoffs? times can he do that though? I mean he, uh, he well what's crazy is last year was the first time ever in his life he's had a serious injury. Yeah. Now, it was not Great injury. You know, it was the type of injury you start to be more concerned over the long haul, just especially with style of play. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's very reasonable to think Steph, Clay, Draymond are, are angling for 65 to 70 games, barring an significant injury. And a lot of times, I mean, Steph, you you think, is on line to play 70, whatever, and then Aaron Baines falls on his hand he plays five games, essentially. So, And, well, that and that's unforeseeable. That happens, yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. But... Um, I, I, they do have these young guys to play. Like they can just play these young guys, and they're not saying it. But what? So they if they win forty nine and and are the sixth seed, is that going to be the most the worst thing in the history of the world for them? No, it's not. It's, you're going to play some road games. They win road games in the playoffs, I guess, every single time since that's what they do. Um, and it wouldn't be terrible to just say, you know what, Moses Moody, you're going to get twenty straight starts. Wiseman, you're the backup center, going to get 20 minutes a game. If it goes well, great. If it doesn't go well, such as it is, we'll be the seventh seed then. Uh, maybe you don't want to be the seventh seed because that gets you in that play and stuff. But like, them at the fifth, sixth seed, them, you know, starting on the road against what? You know, who? Uh, Dallas in the first? I don't think they'd be that bothered by that. So I think you do have some leeway to play some of these young guys, knowing what who you are, knowing that Draymond, Steph, and Clay are going to be there for you in the playoffs. What the hell? Let's just see some of these young guys play. Marcus, what we haven't talked to you in a while on this podcast. What is, uh, I don't know, just like a topic, maybe out a little bit away from the, the, the obvious ones that you're caring about heading into camp? When does camp start? Saturday. <laughs> Marcus has still got to be aware. Of how, he's yeah, Clay. I don't, I don't he doesn't, he's not yeah, sure who's on no the team idea. right now. How about Clay's season? I have no idea what's happening. Uh, yeah, they're, they're hyping Clay. Well, Clay looks great. Uh, they hyping everybody. Be better. Yeah, they are hyping people. I think Clay is like, you know, you can write Clay down. You know, he's going to average what he's going to average. He's going to take his shots. He'll be good. To me, I, I think I'm, 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 I'm mostly curious about Jordan Poole. And what is the next level? What does he do now? You know, uh, we saw him kind of step up a bit in the finals, but I wondered, is he, I want to see if he's stronger, right? I want to see if he's trying to play defense more, TK. Like, you know, I want to, like, 
those type of things. Is he going to become a, a, a leader? I remember in 2013, remember how, like, they go on that playoff run? And the next year, it's like, all right, we know who Steph is. <laughs> like, we're, we're coming for you. We got a plan for you. I feel like that's going to be Jordan Poole's life. And I wonder how he responds to that. To me, if he does that, then that he becomes like the automatic keeper. Like, you don't, you don't lose. I think I know the answer, but, and I think Slater and I have talked about this. Do you think they always put guys in two categories in this rookie deal situation? Is he a guy who is going to want a deal? Like, I got to have a deal. Maybe I take a little less because I just want to have this. You know, Steph was like that because of the ankles, but Steph took the deal. Or is Jordan Poole going to say, yeah, you know what? You've got to give me this top dollar or else I'm going to play and make it pay for you. Which, I, which side is Jordan Poole? I think he's, I'm going to make you pay me top dollar because yeah. what, if I'm him, if I was putting myself in his shoes, that's what I, that would be my opinion of myself. I mean, when has he not proven himself correct? In his NBA career, so what he does, everybody wants. Like everybody wants it. You put Jordan Poole on the Celtics, they win the title. Like that's what they wanted Peyton Pritchard to do. That's what they wanted somebody else to do. They had nothing, right? Yeah, and you so, know what? It advanced, you know, front offices from a metric perspective. Love efficiency. Yeah. Look at his efficiency numbers; they're insane. He's like free throw, best free throw shooter in the league. That true type shoot, of stuff. true shooting. Yeah. I agree with you. And you know, and someone says, "Well, he get hurt." You know what? Even if he gets hurt, a li- not a major injury, he doesn't have a great season, they're still going to pay him money. It's, like, he's not going to lose. I don't not, think he's going to lose money. He just yeah. can't be terrible. But I think we all know he's not going to be terrible. Jordan Poole's a good player. Jordan Poole scores. So I agree with you. I, if I, I think he would. I think he probably should. You never know, though. Like, someone, they put four years to $100 million, you know, the Hardaway deal to him. Like, does he – I'm sorry, where's the Simon's deal? Simon's yeah, was 400. Yeah. Brunson, you know, yeah. was a little if bit of – If they go 400, I don't think they could go much higher than 400 at this moment. That's 400. Like, that's $100 million that's sitting on the table. I agree with you. I don't think he would do that, but we'll I, see. I think he might do it. I think you kind of got to, like – you got to sell him on it, right? Like, it's got to be like, hey, here's $100 million, and this thing is yours. Like, <laughs> Chase well, is yours. Well, you say, like, you know, Steph took four for 44, yeah, right? Exactly. It worked out okay for him. Like, yeah, like, Chase, Chase is yours. You're the heir apparent, right? You're the guy we're doing this next. I, I know everybody been talking about Wiseman, but you're you're the next guy. <laughs> well, okay, so when Steph does four for 44, he's still like, do you're the starting point guard, you're the franchise face as long as you're healthy. No, David um, Lee was the franchise face Okay, then. Come Re- on Regardless, <laughs> Steph, you have the ball in the backcourt. You're, guess what you're doing? You're starting. You're yeah. starting. Um, I di- you know, you mentioned if, if, if this goes really right this season for Jordan Poole. There's the cautionary tale that I am not – I you was comparing uh, it Poole's situation to in the past. I'm not saying it's going to go this way. But, you know, I've mentioned the Reggie Jackson situation I covered in Oklahoma City. He had the – you know, it wasn't a Jordan Poole-type playoffs, and they certainly didn't win the title. But he had a very good playoffs off the bench. And then heading into that next season, which was the same exact season – this, this fourth year where he could have signed an extension, um, he was starting to write starting point guard on his sneakers and, you know, on a team that Russell Westbrook was the starting point guard. And he was just starting to make noise. And he forced his way to Detroit, basically. It turned it into an Ennis Canner trade. Um, I'm not saying Poole is going to do that, but a difference in some of these situations, and you saying right now, well, you can say, Jordan, this will, will be yours. Well, he can say, Win. Steph Curry starting 
at point guard, Clay Thompson starting at shooting guard. Are you saying that's not going to be the case next season? Is that not going to be the case no, the like, season yeah, after? It'll be the case in four years. Like, <laughs> it'll be the case in four and years. And he says, all right, well, my con- my next contract will be up in four years. Yeah. So maybe I'll go to Orlando and then y'all can give. No, I'm not saying any of this is going to happen. But I'm just saying it's I'm a harder saying, case like, to if make. If you want to sell him on that, like, that's the se- – I mean, we're, we're talking about the Golden State Warriors, right? So, I mean, if – And you'll be maxed out yeah. once you, at the end of the four-year yeah, deal. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, Steph – walk away at the end of this deal this is your like it's not like you're getting a franchise you're getting the franchise like that that's got if that's not a sale for him then yeah obviously he's like yo i'm out like i'll holler at you in orlando right but (laughs) but if you're gonna go for for 25 right 25 a year i mean you gotta sprinkle that thing somehow if you just tell them hey man here's four for 25 you should be happy jordan Poole's like screw you i'm about to go prove you something but if you if it's if it's packaged, as, you know, as an anointing, as a crowning, and then, you know. Like, do they do a press conference up here on Skybar? <laughs> this franchise is going to be yours. It's going to be when that guy Curry guy's no, gone. He's like, yo, make Steph, make Steph my backup. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm this start, dude. I'm starting. I'm starting. Uh, I, you know, he's got a lot of earning power in the future. That's unquestioned. The teams pay for what he does. That's, like, interesting. They didn't pay for Kevon Looney. Why get an score? Then pay huge for, for GP2 to score. Jordan Poole scores. He scores with the ball, with creative, with creativity. He's going to get paid. But I also can say, you know, listen, yeah, four for four for a hundred. Your 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 uh, jersey goes up in the banner, up in the in the rafters in fifteen years. Like you know, th- that's that's the MT sells job, and I can see him saying that. And then they can say, listen, we just can't do anything more, given the luxury tax number that's coming up. If you don't like it, that's okay. But that's the number that we can get you. And you know what happens in two years? If that happens, they can also trade him. So, like, all these things are, I'm sure, part of some of the things we're asking Myers about. Like, some of it is all just get him at a good deal. If he takes it, great. And then he might flourish, and they might be able to trade him. It's all these options are on the table. Also something that Poole knows, too, though. If he locks in now, he could be traded next summer. If we don't lock in now, he holds more control next summer. He'd be traded next summer just because he wouldn't be a base year. No, you could still. You could still. You can trade him, but it'd be be tough. Numbers would be tough. Yeah. But he could. It has happened. I'm just saying he controls it a bit more of the process if he goes in the next summer. You know, he has to have a good season. Um, But his other thing is you you could. Angelo Russell or Jordan Poole, who's better? Let me throw that right now. Well, I mean, pool. Yes. I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. So that's why Jordan Poole might not take it because D'Angelo Russell is, what, $30 million a year? Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you might not take 25 because you have 30. Well, standards. and not only that, you, you can say, well, you know, we're offering you this franchise. You know what Jordan Poole also probably knows? You're matching. Yeah. You know, I can go get big money. You're, you're going to match. Yeah, but like, will somebody offer that to him if they know the no Warriors are matching? Match. So that's yeah. a problem. You play all these games, yeah. it's an interesting thing. I, mean, I don't know. I it's think, like some yeah. some guys might want that money. Like, I mean, no, a lot of guys would just take the money. We'll, we'll see if he does. It's a it's just a fascinating thing that has so many different layers. We could write about it. I am now I'm determined to write about this. I'll write about it next week. Just the options that the Warriors are going to try to give themselves even when they start handing out money because you can move off these deals. And one of the things that makes us a little bit different is he's been playing with Steph Curry. He's been playing with Andre Godala. The amount of information they've told him about how to work the game, how to play it, the smart moves, the, the other moves we don't know about, all that. He probably got all the information. So it isn't as cut and dry. He's been He's been at the feet under the tutelage of some people who've Who've done this for a long time? He knows is they've tried other guys to play this position, 
alongside Stephen Clay, and none of them have been even half as good as him. And if they lost him, how would they replace him? It wouldn't be with Moses Moody, right? It's just that's a different kind of player. There's just nobody else who's been able to do this. Livingston is the closest, and it's a totally different player. Uh, they would be really hard-pressed to find anybody who could do well, what he can do. I mean, look, if you just said five years from now, the Warriors have four young players, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman. Five years from now, who would you guess is the best NBA player of the bunch? You could make arguments for Kaminga and Wiseman, certainly, but I think we'd all probably take Poole. Just, it's the safest choice. Well, he's already put, put it down. Like He's already put up a pelt. You know, Part of that playoff run was him saying, this is, I am a player that can be impact playoff series. And he did, sometimes negatively, but mostly positively. And that's on this team, in, in this era, that's immense. And you don't know that about Kaminga. I would put Kaminga as the closest just because he can do so many different things, but we don't know. And Wiseman, hasn't, as, as Myers didn't play last season. So... Yes, like who? Who would you? What, what percentage of their career earnings would you take out of that group? Like I can take one player's percentage of earnings. It'd be Jordan Poole. He's gonna make the most out of that. Taking the dude shoot all day, all <laughs> and he's day. still twenty-four. Whatever. Yeah, he's still young. He can dribble. Like that guy's gonna make. Like we've seen guys who are way worse than him make a lot of money. He's gonna make a ton of money in this league. And soon he will. Uh, is there anything else before I, I close out our pre-camp podcast before practices? Any, anything else stick out yeah, to you? You guys are ripping me because he's going to be in the G League, but the guy I really want to see is Patrick. I'm just curious. Six foot ten guy who's smart. I want to see him. I just want to see what he looks like hey, on the basketball. Why court. don't you pop on that UW-Milwaukee <laughs> tape? You can watch it. <laughs> no, you're sending me down to Santa Cruz. That's what you're going to do. Uh, just, just get me on that, that, that bus. I want to see how he plays. You, I'm actually more interested in Ryan, Ryan Rollins. Rollins is going to yeah. play more. Yeah, he's, gonna play, he's got a better Rollins. chance and, to play. And, you know, maybe that's me. You know, I'm more interested in the present. But, I, you know, I want to see Ryan <laughs> Rollins. I want to see a guy who has a chance to make, you know, the court. Like, how's that? <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, they're kind of hype on Ryan Rollins. So. I mean, the, the fact that they just named him the third point guard, like, at draft night was crazy to yeah. me. It's yeah. like, yeah, no, this is our guy. We're done with point guards. Guaranteed deal. Guaranteed yeah, multi-year like, deal. Yeah, like, I mean, like, this guy's they like him. Like, we're gonna put him at the end and we're gonna get another point guard. They like, no, nah, this is our this is our third point guard here. We're good. Is he better than Charles Jenkins? I'm trying to think of some of the other those draft picks that they've they've had and they have not done very well in the second round. I can't we're even see. Uh, who's a uh, I can't even think. McCaw of would be kind McCaw of McCaw would be one. Yeah, they like uh, McCaw a lot. That <laughs> that was not this administration. That was another administration. All right, uh, we will talk to you. I mean, I jeez. I mean, maybe we'll do some type of crossover where I'm from Japan or not. Next, next week might be a little bit rough. Yeah, I but think we might not do it. Or maybe Nancy and I will do. Yeah, it. we'll yeah. figure. We'll figure yeah. something out. We'll figure something. Talk to you then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.